Hello and welcome to Numbers Podcast, where we explore the depths of emotion through poetry. I'm your host, Isaac Paredes. I'm an author and scientist with a passion for writing poetry to help people realize they are never truly alone, no matter how alone they may feel. So a bit of a delay between the episodes. I do apologize for that. Now today, I'm going to do something a little special. As you may know, I am currently working on my new series called Fixing Love, where there are two books following the perspectives of two people in a failing relationship. I'm going to give a little sneak peek today. I'm going to read the final poem for one of the sections in the book He Is. So it's going to be his perspective. Now this book has been kind of eating away at me. I have only ever been writing poetry for, honestly, probably close to, if not a decade already, which is pretty awesome. But this book is challenging me in more ways than one, because not only am I writing this book to be helpful for others, um, I do want this book to be better than the books I've already been writing. It's a very big perfectionist thing for me but what goes further than just the poetry and my attempt at making the poetry flow correctly to the meaning is i'm interweaving the poetry with narrative there's short stories within these books to kind of give a glimpse to the reality of a failing relationship the reality of reasons why love falls apart and ultimately Ultimately, the ways that we can try to fix love. And that's through communication. And that's through looking at all the problems and looking at life in the relationship itself through the other perspective. Easier said than done, but worth a try. So here is the final poem in the section A Heart in the new book, He Is. His heart is him, an empty and dark shadow of its previous self, awaiting the next comet, the next meteorite to shine in his place. He sits alone in the center of this endless chasm, watching on as the walls around him crumble with time and age, all except one. The cleanest wall with the finest paint, not a scratch or dust speck in sight until cracks form in the shape of her name. The delicate stroke of each letter elegantly placed onto the brightest wall of all, and his eyes fill with tears as he watches on silently, knowing he's losing the one to make his heart whole again. So definitely a lot to uncover in this poem. But this goes back to that previous idea of trying to fix love. We're all broken. One way or another, we all have our stresses, our traumas. We all have the things that we kind of just hold on to without even realizing it. But entering into a relationship, we bring not only the good, but the bad. We bring the brightest stars within our skies alongside the darkness in between. And oftentimes what ends up happening is we explore ourselves in ways we never thought possible 
when there's another person involved. We let them in. And that's the beauty of love, the vulnerability. But it is, it's in that vulnerability that we oftentimes lose sight of all the splendid wonder the other person can bring because we get blindsided by the darker sides of our own personalities that we never thought were even there in the first place. Now you have, you know, you have a few options. You can run. You can run away from your problems. Let them consume you. But ultimately, we all know that's not the best option. Or you can face your problems. And sometimes letting go is the first step in facing these problems. Now it's a no-brainer that men on average have been raised to show strength, invulnerability, to be the rock in the hurricane. But in that definition of masculinity, in that necessity of masculinity, we also have to realize that we have to take care of ourselves as well. Men, women, everyone's important. Everyone has a job to do. Everybody has a purpose. And the beautiful thing is you can decide your purpose. But I don't know what's scarier. Taking that leap of faith into the unknown or being faced with a situation that you don't know how to deal with. And of course, among all the hardest things in life, love just does that. It's a leap of faith into the unknown. And no matter what the situation is, you never really have a good grasp of how to properly deal with it. There's no formula, there's no wiki, there's no guru that's going to set you free. <laughs> the only freedom comes from within. It comes from that vulnerability and that strength. It comes from the ability to say, okay, I am not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But through love, I don't need to be. His heart is him, an empty and dark shadow of its previous self. At this point in the book, it's delving into the man he used to be. Before the heartache, before the loss, before the arguing and the bitterness of life got to him. He was, he was someone that he could be proud of. He was someone that could be relied upon. He was someone that was sure of himself and confident. And now he's just waiting for the next comet and the next meteorite to take his place. It's easy to say that he's tired. And that's one of the hardest things to really deal with, truly, is when you're tired. Because you could be stuck in the middle of hell, but if you have the energy and will and fortitude to fight on, you will get out. But the moment you're tired, it's like you're stuck in quicksand. Slowly but surely sinking to the depths that you probably will never get out of. And the deeper you sink, the harder it will be to get out. 
He sits alone in the center of this endless chasm, watching on as the walls around him crumble with time and age. All except one. I wrote that portion of this poem to explore the depths of love. Because when love is true, life around you can be crumbling away and feel like it's ending. But that person will always be your rock. That person will always be the wall you can lean on. No matter how hard it could get. The cleanest wall with the finest paint. Not a scratch or dust speck in sight. Until cracks form in the shape of her name. This goes back to um, a very important part of my growing up. I was told when I was younger, that oftentimes we are so willing to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of others without the ability of doing the same for ourselves. And it struck a chord with me. I definitely spoke about this in a previous episode, but the lengths we would go to in order to protect the ones we love, it's immeasurable. But to do the same for ourselves is very difficult. That's where the self-love comes into place. You know, oftentimes, you can look at a person, they have, you know, they can seem responsible to you. They do everything they have to do at work for their colleagues or in their relationship or for their friendships. But the moment you see their own living space, rooms a mess, dishes undone, laundry undone, now, these are obviously not the most pristine conditions. And I can almost guarantee no one listening would ever let somebody they love live in conditions like that. But that begs the question, why would we let ourselves live in those conditions? And don't get me wrong. A lot of people out there who figured it out, they have a routine, they have everything cleaned up, they have enough self-preservation, self-love to pamper themselves. But there's a lot of people out there who don't. There's a lot of people out there who live in the mess, who don't take care of themselves, take shortcuts for themselves. And it's honestly a bit sad. But in this poem, you can see that even though everything is falling apart, he did his best to make sure that the wall that would represent her in his life remains spotless. The delicate stroke of each letter elegantly placed onto the brightest wall of all, and his eyes filled with tears as he watches on silently, knowing he's losing the one to make his heart whole again. Now again, these books are about two people in a failing relationship. I'm not going to go into too many details about what they're going through, but life is definitely throwing many, many curveballs. And in his eyes, he's seeing the loss of the one thing in his life that was stable. The loss of the one thing he needed. It's a very scary thing. Especially when you're, when you're in a relationship and you can already see what's going on months down the line. You can see the problems arising and everything and you do not know what to do about it. It's terrifying. 
I remember I was in a relationship like that once. I think it was like uh, two years ago, a year ago. But realistically speaking, I saw it coming <laughs> very early on. And maybe it was my fear of being alone. Maybe it was love. Who knows? But something kept me going. Something kept me trying. And the harder I fought, the more I hurt. But I feel like that's a common trope. Oftentimes we look online, we look at relationships from the outside and automatically consider the toxic traits that the other person has and think, oh, this relationship shouldn't be happening. X person should break up with X person without seeing the intricacies of the inside, what happens behind the closed doors. Seldom times we see the vulnerability and emotions that draw a person towards another. It all comes down to being understood. When you find that one person you can share your world with and you automatically see that the world is no longer black and white, you can kind of see the colors and nuances that are beyond every single thing. You find an appreciation. Somebody you can always call, somebody you can always text. For some people, it comes down to family. For others, a relationship, friendship. For some people, they have no one. And that's when things get scary. Just imagine having to be alone in your thoughts 24-7. And I've been noticing a lot about that lately. Where there's a hesitation to become vulnerable these days. Because hurt people hurt people. And at the end of the day, a lot of people get hurt and automatically run to the next person. Hoping to get distracted. And what they don't realize is one way or another, they are on a train track towards broken railings. Instead of slowing down and trying to assess the situation, instead of trying to fix themselves, they go on for cheap thrills and meaningless physicalities for the sake of that loud distraction. And people get caught in a crossfire. I personally have had that situation before. Meet somebody. They're not exactly whole. <laughs> They've been hurt. They're still hurting. They jump into a new relationship. Oftentimes without telling the other person that they're hurting. And oftentimes it leads to a dead end. It's not an easy path at all. It was either you got hurt by somebody this way. Or you were this person. Or you responsibly healed after a relationship. Or you're in a happy relationship. You know, everyone has their own paths. But healing from a relationship is very difficult. Because you kind of lose a part of yourself. Especially if it's a long relationship. The thing about love is vulnerability. But that vulnerability leads to parts of you being attached to the other person. That's why loss hurts so much. Because that person was a part of you, a part of your life, a part of your routine. That person was, for lack of better terms, a manifestation of your love. 
At least that's how I see it. My family, my friends, my closest ones at least, they all are a part of me. They, God forbid, pass away, I would continue to carry them on with me, even though that part of me feels like it's missing. So when you lose love, no matter who it may be, you end up losing a part of yourself, and that's what's scary. Because you just start getting dulled out, unless you try your best to refill that foundation with self-love. Because that's what love really is. It's all a cycle. You find someone... It doesn't work out, you learn, you grow, you go on to the next person. And eventually you find the person whose puzzle pieces fit. You find the person that you're willing to say, hey, I see your insecurities, I see the negatives within you, but I accept you all the same. And further, those otherwise seen as negative qualities make you even more perfect. It's all very scary. <laughs> But at the end of the day, it's a matter of being awkward, feeling uncomfortable, facing your problems, and becoming a more whole, confident, and reassured person. Because it's in that strength that you will find that love can be found in anyone and anything. But it's only with a certain amount of self-respect and self-love that you will find the right person for you. So with that said, I appreciate you listening. I am actively making an attempt to make the episodes more consistent, schedule-wise. Um, updates to come. <laughs> but take some time to explore yourself. Take some time to explore your insecurities. Take some time to explore the reasons you hurt. Life is honestly what we make of it. But it's better off being spent loving your own company than running from it. And once you have enough self-love, I promise you, you will be able to find the strength and confidence to continue through life be successful in life, and ultimately find somebody who can love you just as much as you can love yourself. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, be well, and I'll see you in the next episode.